telling you, I am here just enjoying and lifting my hands and, and just magnifying the Lord. I won't go back. No, 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 no. Not to the way things used to be. God has changed me. And, and you have your testimony too. And you should give it. You should give it and give God the glory. The Bible said we over, uh, he pointed out, these are they that overcame by the word of the testimony and the blood of the lamb. I want to welcome you to uh, Tuesday night Bible study. You're listening to SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. Today is February 22nd. 2022. I, I've heard a lot of people uh, walking around talking about the second, uh, well, 2-22-22, you know, uh, so uh, those that have twins, uh, people have dressed their twins up and different things because this day will not line up like this again. But you know what makes it special for me is that sins are forgiven. That's what makes it special. You know, the uh, we are delivered and we have a choice. We have a choice. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. You don't wanna miss out on, on a new platform that we just launched on Monday. So on Mondays at 5 p.m., uh, you wanna listen in. Not only do you wanna listen in, you wanna participate. You can call in, you can email us with questions, testimonies, personal experience, you know, and, and how you overcame issues because someone else needs to know how you overcame what you were dealing with. There's nothing new that, you know, sometimes we go through something and it feel like we're the only one going through it. And at that moment, yes, in your mind, you are the only one dealing with that and it is painful. You know, so we're not, we not minimizing that, but there is someone else that have gone through whatever you may have or might be dealing with at that moment. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's relationship uh, that, 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 or children or employment, you know, or just you stump your toe and you want to know what to do to make the swelling go. Someone has already been through what you're dealing with. And, you know, so... Our men's focus group, it was launched on yesterday at 5 p.m. And, you know, the brothers was calling in and we had a good time talking. And it's not limited to just the men. Uh, ladies, um, uh, God created both male and female, so he created a balance. And so we're, we're certainly recognizing that as well because uh, there are many sisters that have raised children, uh, both male and female. They have raised them. I was raised in a single uh, parent home and my mom did a wonderful job. I didn't understand everything she was doing, why she did it. And she wasn't perfect, and, but she was perfect to me. She was a perfect mom. And so, you know, I find no fault in her and what she did and how she did it. She did the best that she could, you know, and I know that some that, that may not agree with that about their parents, but listen, the Bible said, when you come to the light, walk in it. So when you come to a certain knowledge and certain understanding about things, 
you conduct yourself and be the best that you can be, be all that you can be. And so we certainly have a, a platform that is open, you know, we're targeting, not, not putting people down. We're not, uh, I'm, I am, I am really against when I hear uh, ministers up, especially men that are, are beating brothers down to get the women to say, amen. I don't believe in that. I think I have a lot that I could say about that, but I'll just leave it there. I don't agree with that. And, and so, you know, um, so you want to join in with us on Mondays at, at 5 p.m. weekly. And so we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The word of God covers everything that you can imagine. Well, it didn't say. Yes, it did. It did. Uh, the, the Bible didn't say that you shouldn't smoke. Listen, it did say this, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And for those that have the Holy Ghost, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we could go on and, and you know, I, I'm just a believer in the word of God. Uh, you know, I've had my struggles in life and, and I've dealt with things and I've come to realize that that at the end of the day, God is right. He's correct. And uh, he's the best choice that you'll ever make. The Bible tells us, and with many other words, and that's what I'm going to use, I'm going to use many other words to testify and exhort, saying, save yourself from this untorn generation. The Bible said, then they that gladly received the word was baptized, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and uh fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayer and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did they eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved I want to remind you to pick a fast day um, to fast on and so um, I'm, I'm going to go this far with it. If you don't have a fast day, you know, fast with me on Tuesdays. Fast with Jesus calling that. That was another pastor. But listen, <laughs> um, you're going to want to seek the Lord and, you know, uh, grab your family, your children, uh, your loved ones. And say, hey, let's 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 fast today. Let's seek God as one one people, one house, one voice. On the first Sunday is Communion Sunday, and after Sunday, our morning worship service is Sunday school. This is a year of jubilee, and we are walking in the spirit of excellence. And so that means we're considering all that we do, what we say, and and the direction that we take. You know, and so. I want to touch something here, and we have quite a bit. I don't know if I'm going to make it through everything in, in this Bible setting. And I actually have broken, had to break where we are up into three uh, parts because the uh, because of what Daniel is seeing and what Daniel is saying. And there's no need to rush the Word of God. You know, certainly the Bible gives us an order as ministers, as pastors. Uh, the Bible said uh, he ascended on high and he gave gifts unto men, some 
some prophets, apostles, teachers, pastors, uh, evangelists for the edifying of the church. So edification is not something that you rush. It's comprehensive. It's understanding. And so it takes time. It takes time. You can read something. And let me tell you, even in the natural, in the natural, on your jobs, read more than once. Read whatever you're reading, read it more than once to make sure you have clarity. Look up words that you think you understand. Look them up and make sure that you define those things so that you have a good understanding. Well, on Sunday morning, uh, we were talking about uh, Revelation, the fifth, we're in the book of Revelation on Sundays. And so we're talking about the, the 15th chapter of Revelation verses one through eight, and we're going into the 16th chapter. The Lord say the same on, on next Sunday. Uh, but um, one of the things that was mentioned, and I really want to, wanted to bring this out, was that uh, the Bible speaks about those that are overcoming during the tribulation period. And then there are those that, okay, those that are overcoming during the tribulation period. But prior to the tribulation period, which means prior to the church being caught up, prior to 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, there is an overcoming uh, on the cares of this life. This is different than the overcoming that is occurring in Revelation. And so there are so many that are saying, well, you know, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then I'm going to be a martyr during the tribulation period. And I'm going to be saved during that time. Well, there's a lot of problems with that because uh, one, the time of the Gentiles, the dispensation of grace has come to an end, so there's a problem there. The outer court where the, where the Gentiles would have made sacrifices is no longer gone, is no longer there, it's gone. And if you can't overcome the cares of this life with the power of God that is available right now for the Gentiles, how are you going to overcome what is going to occur during the tribulation period? Jesus speaks about this. Uh, he said uh, uh, that there is uh, there are those that became overwhelmed by the cares of this life, the riches and the deceitfulness of the riches, uh, you know. And so, therefore, they heard the gospel, but then they had they left. They couldn't handle it. They they wanted more of what they wanted. So they couldn't overcome. The, and you'll have to go back and read the the parable of the sword to know where he is coming from. Now in Revelation. Uh, the Bible speaks about, and I'm going to uh, read some scripture here about the 13th uh, chapter. It says, and he calls all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bound to receive a mark in their right hand and on their forehead that no man might buy or sell, save he that hath the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, look at the force. Look at the oppression that is occurring here. The oppression by the Antichrist who is empowered by Satan, who um, has the skill and wisdom and knowledge uh, to deceive the nations um, in multiple languages because he's uh, bilingual as the scripture describes him. And, and, and saying that if you don't receive the mark, which you know uh, we know Sweden and other places even here in America has already, um, uh, has already established uh, that type of system that if you don't receive the mark, that you're not going to be able to buy anything. You know, hunger speaks very loud. 
you're not going to be able to sell anything. So you won't be able to make a living. Save he that had the mark and the name of the beast and the number of his name. And then when we drop down to the 15th uh, chapter where we were, uh, John said, I saw as it was a sea of glass mingled with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass. Now, this is particular because this is not speaking about uh, those Gentiles. This is speaking about those that had received the mark of Christ, which was very uh, specific to a certain number of the remnant of Israel because God had promised and said that a remnant would be saved. The remnant of Israel, a remnant, not everyone. And, and so they sung a new song, the servant of Moses and of the lamb and great and saying, great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou king of saints. And so this leads us into where we are this evening. Uh, but first, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your love and mercy, how you have blessed us in this opportunity to stand and declare your word. Again, Lord God, we bless you, Savior. Lord God, and we thank you for those that are listening, those that are following, those that will hear your word right now and those that will uh, will listen in later as their day, as the sun rise up on their day, Lord God, or maybe they might rise up to work a graveyard shift. But Lord God, thank you. Thank you for the listening ear, the hearts to receive. Lord God, and I pray your blessing upon them. Lord God, as they allow your word to govern their ways. In Jesus' name, amen. So our part two of Lord I get it. Now, this is very, to me, when I say that, this is very heartfelt. I get it. I may not have gotten it always. You know, there are some things that, you know, as a child, uh, your parents may have told you or someone, uh, some mentor, some instructor, some teacher, maybe even it might have been a friend that that received something that was uh, that was wise and shared it with you. And maybe you didn't get it at the moment. But as time have gone on, you think about it and all of a sudden as the light comes on, it's like, I get it. Oh my gosh, I've been missing out on this all this time. I get it. And so that's what I'm saying as we are in part two, Lord, I get it. Uh-huh. I, I understand. I, I get it. And it's, you know, my, my godmother, my gospel father who mentored and, and some other mentors that, that, that I was blessed to be under, I look back today and I say, wow, I get it. I understand what you were saying. And I, it even has taken me to the extent where I said, man, if I could... Just tell them I'm sorry that I didn't get it. I didn't get it then. And, you know, sometimes we don't get something. We don't understand. We don't act or we don't carry out or we don't do what we should do. Therefore, we need to say I'm sorry when we do get it to let them know that I understand now. Well, time has come. And time is gone. 
But I can say I get it. And one day the Lord say the same. And, and if that is, I believe that since we are encamped about with a great cloud of witness, those that are saved might even be rejoicing and saying he got it. <laughs> you know, then might even be saying the same thing about you if you get it. Lord, I get it. Daniel, the ninth chapter, uh, Daniel it has been reading the book of Jeremiah. Well, not only did he read the book of Jeremiah, but Daniel found himself uh, quoting and speaking about some things that's been written in the Torah. And so he goes on to say in the sixth verse, O Lord, righteousness belong unto thee, but unto us confusion of face, as at this day to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to all Israel that are near and that are far off through all the countries, whether thou hast driven them because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. Daniel is acknowledging, he's accepting, he's admitting the uh, truth. He's acknowledging who God is, he's the Lord. Uh, and uh, his character, he's righteous. He's all righteousness. Daniel says confusion, you know, which is the lack of understanding or uncertainty or being bewildered. We certainly suffer from, uh, from a lack of understanding. We certainly suffer from uncertainties and the, the fact that our pride from at times will not allow us to ask questions. It won't allow us to seek into things because, uh, you know, a proud heart is terrible or we think we have knowledge. And so the Bible said knowledge puffs up. You don't want to walk around with a, a big head, jack in the box. The food might be good if you if you into that. But that head of his is uh, don't make it through every doorway. And there's some doors that you're going to want to go through. But pride will prevent you. He said it's confusion. And so in the book of Hosea, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord have a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and the blood touches blood. There's blood in the street. Uh, the sixth verse says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. Are you, do you, does this fit you? Do you reject knowledge? The knowledge of God, the knowledge of, of what we should be seeking after, you know, something we need, if we spent more time looking and seeking for understanding in our lives and what we're doing from day to day, it, keep, it would keep us from a lot of trouble. Uh, you know, you've heard that saying, I don't mind, it's the devil's workshop. And, and so, you know, there are a lot of cliches, some that have truth to them and some that that this is one that really provides uh, and, and really puts inside that sitting around idle leaves you in a vulnerable state of uh, being mischievous or doing nothing. And nothing is a sin, can be a sin of omission. You're just sitting around doing nothing when you could be doing something. You know, um, uh, Cain and Abel, 
Uh, you know, the, you've heard the story of Cain and Abel and how he slayed his brother. The Lord had told Cain, said, if you do well, then you'll be accepted. But he chose not to do well. And therefore, he suffered the consequences. Sitting around idle, uh, saying, we're not doing well. And we deal with consequences from that. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. And so uh, Israel brought consequences upon themselves. Why? Because they, uh, they didn't have the knowledge that they should have. They, in other words, they did not retain it. You know, you can teach someone something and they have to retain it. And the best way to retain what you're being told is by practicing it. Now, Daniel goes on to say, O Lord, uh, to us belongeth confusion of faith to our kings, to our princes and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. Now, Daniel is reading the book of Jeremiah. Those that have been following along through Daniel, you should have been reading the book of Jeremiah as well. And in your reading of Jeremiah, you would see how the children of Israel responded to what God was saying. We, we you know, people preach messages about how Dan, about how J Jeremiah was a prophet and cast into prison. He was in the muck and miry clay, and you know, and then he he said, "I'm not going to preach the word no more because uh, because he was he was really having an emotional meltdown at that moment." And in, in his mental and emotional and state of being and, and the torment and torture and the, uh, the, the abuse that he was dealing with, he said, I'm not going to. And then he said, you know, the word was rising up in me and I couldn't contain myself. It was hot like fire, you know, and so there's been a lot of messages that have been preached. People run around the church, jumping over the pews and rolling across the floor and running and, you know, and all of that. Hmm. Jeremiah was pointing out the sins of the people. The people don't like you pointing out their sins. You know, there are certain ministers that, that say that, uh, I heard the minister say, why should I preach against sin? People already know the state that they're in. I'll just preach the encouragement of the word of God. Even though the, the word of God tell us to expose unrighteousness. We'll get there. Daniel says, to the Lord our God being merciful and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Now, I want you to understand something. Daniel is including himself uh, in all of this. He's not, he's not high-minded. Daniel is, is, is rose to a position of prestige, power, authority, even in captivity. Daniel is in relationship and communion with God. And yet Daniel says, neither have we. He didn't say those folks, those people, ministers, when you're when you're thinking about the sin that may be occurring within a congregation that may be occurring in a neighborhood. Do not remove yourself from that. You are the intermediate. You're the one that stands there to help. Pray, Lord, deliver that person. And you better, and in this day and time, you have to think about yourself. 
I would hope you think about yourself. The Bible said, if you see a brother or a sister overtaken in a fault, you that are spiritual, you go to yourself in the spirit of meekness, humble yourself, you know, before you even approach them. And now everybody can't approach everyone. So therefore, if you cannot approach that person, you can go before the Lord in the spirit of humility to intercede for that person in prayer. They don't have to ever know that you're there praying for them because you have knowledge of a situation or sin until either God uses you or he sends someone else. And when he sends that other person, you still don't have to say anything. You just continue to pray for them. Daniel said, neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which which he has set before us by his service and prophets. So year after year, day after day, time after time, the servants of the Lord, the prophets are, are echoing what God has to say. Now there is a difference between those that are telling truth and those that are not. And as you read through Jeremiah, the Lord told, said, listen, uh, you don't listen to your prophets, don't listen to your diviners, don't listen to your sorcerers, don't go and dream up a dream that you want to have. The Bible said dreams come from a multitude of thoughts. And they also come from uh, when, when men go to sleep. God uses that moment to deal with us because of the hardness of our heart. And, and so uh, he warned them, don't listen to the prophets. Now, there are prophets even today in this day and time that that do not preach what God is sending. And so therefore you hear another minister that is, that is preaching the word of God and it is not a, a, a tingling ear message. It's not a message that's going to tickle your soul. And, and you can, and you can, you know, again, uh, you know, ooh, we had a good time in church. We danced, we praise the Lord and, and you know, but let me ask you this. When you left the service after having a good time, after you had your praise break, after you have danced with the person next to you and, and all these different things, when you left there, was your soul full? You know, Taco Bell used to have a commercial uh, that, the, that when people went there to eat, uh, they got their money's worth. And so when they left there, they would say, I'm full. When you leave service, has your soul been satisfied or do you leave out the same way that you came in the bible said in hosea 4 9 and said and there shall be like people like priests and i will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doing so if you're listening to someone uh, that's telling you what god is not going to do after god has proclaimed what he is going to do mm-hmm if you got that itchy ear, you know, that need to be scratched by that, then I'm, you know, uh, your soul is not being nurtured. It's not being satisfied. Jeremiah 17 said, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be as the tree planted by waters and that spreadeth out her root uh, by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh. But her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, 
neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. The heart is. Whose heart? Your heart. Whose heart? My heart. That's why we have to yield ourselves, yield our heart, yield our soul unto the Lord in order for him to do what he wants to do within us. And that is to get remove the stony heart and give us a heart of flesh to write his word upon the tables of our heart that it may govern us. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. Daniel says, yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law. Even by departing that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse is poured upon us. Uh, this is what uh, the, the Lord has spoke, uh, not just with Jeremiah, but uh, the, the curse that was spoken of by uh, Moses. He said, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servants of God, the servant of God, because he has sinned, because we have sinned against him. Oh, my gosh. I get it, Lord. That's why we're in Babylon right now, because we didn't listen. That's why we're in this captivity. We did not want to hear and take heed to what you were saying. That's why we're dealing with this situation. Now, I want you to pay attention to something here. Daniel is in captivity, but yet he's prospering. Others that was taken into captivity was because they did not obey what God was saying. And the Lord told them, said, don't resist the king of Babylon. I'm bringing you into captivity under Nebuchadnezzar's rule because of your actions. Your actions have consequences, and these consequences are not going to be good. However, if you do not resist what the king of Babylon, when he comes to take, I'll let you stay in the land where you are and you'll be able to have your homes, plant your fields and, and marry your children off and, and, and still live. But you're going to be in captivity. You're going to have someone over you. And those of you that resist and say, no, that's not true. You know, we're going to run down to Egypt. We're going to hide over here. I'm going to cause Nebuchadnezzar to come and capture you and drag you back to Babylon and you're going to be enslaved in a way that you did not, that you really going to suffer. So Daniel's reading this and he's understanding this and he's cross-referencing what the word of God has said. He looks at the law of Moses and said, we have sinned against you. There is nothing wrong with saying, Lord, I have sinned against you. Lord, what I did was wrong. You know, don't assume that as you go through your day that you may have done everything right. I'm not saying you did everything wrong. I'm not saying you did anything wrong. But you know what? We're talking about sovereign God. We're talking about one that your soul loves, who you panic after. You, you're thirsty. You're hunger. You know, we laugh at people and, and make joke about uh, people acting all thirsty and over certain things, you know, and, uh, and maybe they, they thirsty, they acting all thirsty over a female, acting all thirsty over a male or all thirsty over, uh, you know, uh, getting something that they want to get their hands on. 
Listen, we are that thirsty for the Lord. I'm, Lord, I'm thirsty. I'm chasing after you. I'm hungry for you. And I'm not going to let anything get in my way. And what I've already received from God, I'm not willing to let it go. It's too valuable. The thing that want to make you let it go is knows that it has great value too. And that's why the enemy or, or the demons come up against you because it is working to make you release what is valuable. Don't let nobody steal your salvation. Don't you surrender to anyone. And so at the end of the day, at the beginning, Lord, keep my mind. You said you'll keep my mind in perfect peace if I make it, if I, if I govern myself to keep my mind stayed on you. And that's what I'm going to do. But Lord, when I find that I'm straying, when I find that my thoughts is going wayward, uh, going to the right, going to the left, trying to turn around, Lord God, uh, for that moment, even that instant, even if I didn't yield to the thought, Lord, I'm sorry that I even went down that path for that moment. Because I want to be in love with your righteousness. I want to love you the way that you want to be loved and not assume that everything is all right. Well, you know, I didn't do it. No, listen. If it crossed your path and it was entertained for that moment, it doesn't hurt to say, Lord, you know, this is where I was for that moment. I don't want to be there. And it's a work. We are a work in progress. But we are not a work in progress that we live presumptuously, that we give ourselves uh, permission to do things that is against the word of God. Now, Deuteronomy, um, I'm going to read some verses here uh, that says, now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, this is the fourth chapter. Now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you. For to do them that ye may live and go and pro and pro and, pro and possess the land which the Lord your fathers give you, the Lord God of our fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish it. Don't add to God's word, don't take away from it. it you, we live according to what God has to say. Well, it's symbolic. Listen. Everything that people classify as being symbolic is not symbolic. It is just, this is what God said, and this is how you should act. Now, I'm not talking about those foolish things. You know, you're going to tread up on serpents, and so therefore you run out and you grab a, a rattlesnake that you see in your garden. Don't, don't be, don't be, come on, use some common sense there. That, that's symbolic to something, <laughs> but not that beast that you can really grab and it's going to bite you and your hand going to rot and all that. No, God, that's not God's intention. Even if you grabbed it the right way, that's not his intention. You shall not add unto the word, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandment of our Lord your God, which I command you. Deuteronomy 5 and 1. And Moses called all Israel. Sound like going to church, huh? Called all Israel. Saints, come to church. Saints. Gather together, hear the word of God, and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak into in your ears this day, that ye may learn them. Let's stop there. Learn them. I, when I say learn, when the scripture is talking about learn them, and it's not talking about for you to just quote them, there is an application. You can learn to quote it and don't know how to apply it. You have to know how to apply what God is saying and keep and do them. See, this application. So you need to remember it. 
<laughs> you need to uh, retain that, maintain it, and apply it. Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart. Do you love him with all your heart? Do you love him with all your heart? And you know, that doesn't take away from your, your relationship with your spouse. It don't take away your relationship with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your children, your family. It doesn't take away from that. It just said that you love God with all your heart, which means that you're gonna keep his commandments. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Love him with all your heart and with all your soul and with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day, I'm getting ready to give you something, shall be in thy heart. David, I heard the psalmist say, thy word have I hid in my heart that I, don't, that I might not sin against you. That thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest in thy way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them as a sign upon thy hand and thou shalt and it shall be on thy front lips between thy eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and in thy gates dropping out to the 17th and 18th verse you shall diligently keep the commandments of the lord your god and his testimonies and his statutes which he have commanded thee and thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the lord that it may be well with thee and that thou goest, mayest go in and possess the good land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. Now, uh, Daniel says he have conformed his word. He has confirmed his word, which we have, which he spake against us. God said he was going to do this, and now it's happening. And against our judges that judges us, we bring by bringing us into a great evil for under the whole heavens have not been done as we seem done upon Jerusalem as it is written in the law of Moses so to understand what is happening you got to go into that word you, you must get in the word don't just listen to what Pastor Carl Henderson is saying get in the word it's imperative that you read the word Turn your turn the, the audible Bible on. Listen to it. But get in the word. Let it get into your spirit and govern your soul. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us. Yet may we not our prayer before the Lord. We didn't stop. When we saw it coming, when we heard about it, when our parents heard, they didn't stop what they were doing. Uh, our forefathers and, and bow the knee and seek the Lord that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Now, repentance, repentance is, is that sincere regret and remorse, not because you got caught. And we all know, and we've seen it on TV, and we even know, you know, kids, you know, they might have been doing something. And, and you know, I know <laughs> one of mine come to mind that as soon as you saw what saw, he got caught, you know, he had crocodile tears. He could, he could really push them tears out immediately. And so are so many other folks, you know, people that get incarcerated uh, uh, at times will cry like a baby. They got caught. If they didn't get caught, they was big, bad, they was bold, you know, the same thing in, in other scenarios that you can think of uh, that you got caught, got your hand caught in the cookie jar and you regretted it. You regretted it because you got caught. If you had not gotten caught, you would have ate those cookies 
and you would have went on about your business with a smile on your face like the, the cat who ate the canary. Repentance is not abusive. You know, one of the things I learned uh, years ago in, in, uh, in some law courses was that um, when there are people that are abusive in, in their abusive relationship, whether it's male or female, well, after they've done a dirty deed, then they want to, then they'll go out and buy a gift and say, I'm sorry. But then hours later, maybe days later, maybe a month later, that they will then repeat that event. It's a, it's a cycle because it's not true. They need help. Repentance doesn't say, I'm sorry, and then do it again. Now, when you find yourself saying, I'm sorry, and repeating that act over again, it is a clear sign, it is a clear call that you need help. There's nothing wrong with saying help. There's nothing wrong with, and you got to get help from the right person. You can't go to everybody, and you certainly can't go to someone and say, well, I'm going to put their hand on you and say, man, it's all right, you know, you, it's all right, you're going you're gonna to get over that. No, you need help. You need help getting over that. And that could be whatever it is that you're stuck in. You want, you need assistance to get out of that. You need to talk to the right person. Uh, you need to talk to someone that's not going to sympathize with you. You need to talk to someone that's gonna, that is going to give you truth and help you, uh, usher you into a better path as long as you are open. You know, it's just like being addicted to something and you could, uh, you know, you can walk around in denial. It's not until you uh, confess that you have an issue and work on that issue, get the right help that is needed. And so repentance, it covers that regret, that remorse uh, that we truly do. Now, he that covers the sin shall not prosper. That's what the Bible says. But whosoever confesses and forsake them shall have mercy. Now, repentance is talked about throughout the scriptures. It's preached. Uh, but it's not a favorable subject of many. Repentance is what gets us from the bottom up. Let me tell you, repentance covers your natural life. It covers your spiritual life because it means that you're changing. You're changing from what you are doing. Now, some people repent from doing good and turn to doing wrong. They change from what is right and start doing what is evil. As a matter of fact, the Bible said, woe to them that call evil good and good evil. But this repentance is about change. Jesus preached repentance. So every minister, preacher, uh, should be preaching repentance at some time or another. And he told the disciples to preach repentance. Jesus, after being proven, after John was cast into prison, the Bible said that in leaving Nazareth, the fourth chapter of Matthew, he came to dwell in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast of the border of Zebulon and Nephilim, uh, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephilim, uh, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee, and of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the regions and the shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance is what heals you. Repentance is what helps you be right with God. When Daniel was praying and saying we, Daniel was ensuring that he remained in a proper state of being 
with the Lord and also uh, seeking the help that his people needed. He was acknowledging God. Luke 24 says that he opened their understanding. Whose understanding? The disciples' understanding that was with Jesus, that they might understand the scripture and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And so you find this, that when they went back to Jerusalem, the Lord told them that before he ascended, he spent 40 days with them, and he told them uh, to go back to Jerusalem and wait for to receive that power that he has been speaking about uh, for them to be witnesses. The Holy Ghost is, is for you to is indwelling power to be a witness for Christ, not to just have physical exercise. I put it that way. But it is because you can rejoice right now. Matter of fact, you've already been rejoicing. You know, people rejoice at football games. People get all excited over winning money or getting a, a good present or are or engaged in another thing, getting a job. They rejoice, cut their little dance and stuff. The Holy Ghost is for you to be empowered to do the will of God. And so he told them to go back to Jerusalem and wait for that. He told 500 to go back to Jerusalem and only uh, and 380 went somewhere else. Don't know where they went, but 120 went into the upper room and received what God had for them. And when they asked, was asked about it, he said this, uh, uh, Peter stood up and said, uh, and told them, he said, repent. See, message of repentance. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. Remission of sin is powerful, but without repentance, you will not be saved. Uh-huh. You can talk about Christ and the cross and the shedding of blood on every Easter holiday that come until, until time ends. You can talk about it. You can wear a cross around your neck and you can have it uh, plastered on your house and, and all of that big, big old chain and a big Bible sitting on your, your nightstand, whatever. Remission of sin is only powerful when there is repentance. Without that repentance, there is no acknowledgement of the Lord and his righteousness and your need for salvation. The 14th verse coming to an end here. Therefore, the Lord watched upon the evil and brought upon us for the Lord our God is righteous in all his works, which he doeth for he uh, for we obey not his voice. Proverbs 14, uh, beginning at the 33rd verse said, wisdom rests in the heart of him that have understanding. But that which is in the midst of, of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The children of Israel profane the name of God they profane the temple. They profane who they were by sin and wanting to carry on and, and pick up idols and do things that others were doing. And, and they believed in God. See, belief in God don't mean that you're right. It just means you believe. They believed in God. They never stopped believing in God, but they didn't do what was right uh, according to the word of God, according to what Moses had instructed them to hand down from generation to generation the king's favor is toward a wise servant. Listen, be a wise servant and obey what God has to say. Give the king what he wants. But wrath is against him 
that causes shame. I want to give you a reading assignment tonight, and that is Deuteronomy, the, the, 30, the 32nd chapter. Read that, because it speaks about the laws of Moses. And there was a song that Moses uh, gave to the children of Israel. That is Deuteronomy 32. That, that's what you want to get in. Invest your, yourself in Deuteronomy 32. Mighty God. Time has gone by. I'm going to, but certainly thank and praise God for each of you that, that have tuned in tonight uh, and continue to pray for me as I am uh, praying for you. Certainly does give God honor and glory by the life that we live, by what we do, by what we say. That's the only way to do it, man. That's the only way to do it is to bless the Lord. The Bible said, present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And listen, uh, remember the songs are the property of the artists, their producers, our songstress. And so certainly we want to recognize that, you know, and uh, tell somebody something good. Bless somebody. Don't let the day go by without checking upon somebody and seeing how they're doing. You know, ask them how they're doing. Don't assume, but be a blessing. God bless you. And 